The homilies for sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at Christ the King Catholic Church in South Bend, Indiana, a parish of the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the scripture upon which it was based. While the content is the same as the homily preached, it has been recreated for the quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So will it also be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you also must be prepared. For at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. The Gospel of the Lord So, an Apple Watch has made its way into our home. I'm sure some of you have them, and most of you have probably heard of them. Much like cell phones that are really camera computers you can talk on, the Apple Watch is not really a watch. It's a wrist computer body monitor that also tells time. And depending on what model Apple Watch you have, what the watch can do varies greatly. The top of the line watches include features such as heart rate monitors that can even take your electrocardiogram and tell you if your heart's out of rhythm, and thermometers that take your temperature. They monitor body movement and can tell the length of your stride while you're jogging, and even if you fall down and can't get up. They have calendars and timers that tell you things like how long to wash your hands. But I have to admit I was surprised as I looked over the watch to find a setting that appeared to have special significance for today's gospel. The countdown timer until the time the Son of Man will come. When I first stumbled on this feature, I wasn't quite sure what it was, so I had to look through the owner's manual, but there it was. This timer will indicate the amount of time until the Son of Man comes to earth. I thought, boy, how cool is that? If Apple has actually figured out how to predict when this will happen, that makes things a whole lot easier. I mean, I no longer have to worry about an hour I do not expect. I can simply track it on my watch. So, of course, I meticulously followed the steps to find out just when Jesus was coming. And for some reason, every time I pushed the button for the final step, it simply showed me the time of day. Did you ever have that experience? You follow all the steps, you expect the result to be one thing, and instead it gives you something else? Well, I tried resetting the watch and starting over and going through the steps, but every time it was as if the feature just shut down at the end and simply gave me the accurate time. So I called Apple, and they told me that that feature was a special one that was actually overseen by the Vatican, and I had to call them. So, you know, I called the IT section at the Vatican, and they referred me to several other people, you know how it goes, and finally I got to the right person who told me that the watch was working correctly. 
She said that they were getting a lot of calls like mine, and she explained that more than simply a timekeeper, just as with the heart monitor and other physiological features, this watch also actually serves as a faith monitor, and that the reason the watch kept displaying the current time was because for people of faith, the coming of Jesus Christ is not only a future event, but a present reality. Now, before you run out and buy an Apple Watch, they don't really have a feature like I just described, but as we read through these early Advent, end-of-time scriptures, I think it is important that we recognize that Jesus is present, even if not always fully appreciated, in our sacramental life here and now. His gifts of Eucharist and the Holy Spirit are the ongoing presence of God that we need so desperately in our lives, which is precisely the reason he gave them to us. We know we will one day see Jesus face to face, either when we die or when he comes at the end of the world, but whether that time comes today or far off in the future, we need Jesus now to prepare to meet Jesus then. And whether that future meeting is one-on-one or all-on-one, the best way to be prepared for either is to enter as fully as possible into the intimate, personal, spiritual, and physical relationship He, in His great love and mercy, makes available to us. Our enlightenment comes when we realize that being ready is not a temporary condition, but a permanent condition. And if we bring Jesus into our lives and center our lives around Him, then there is no longer a danger of being caught off guard, of not being ready. The beauty of the relationship he offers us is in his actual presence in word and sacrament. He does not call us to a life that can't be lived, the chances us being unprepared. He calls us to a life shared with him. In Revelation we read, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will enter his house and dine with him and he with me. Well, I don't know about you, But after that first dinner, I don't want Jesus knocking at the door anymore. No, I want him to come into my house like he owns it, slipping in through the garage, putting his coat on a hook, and grabbing a coffee or a Coke from the fridge. I want him to have his own key to my house and my heart. Come and go as you please, Lord Jesus. Feel right at home in me because you live here. Paul tells us in his letter to the Romans not to put on the world, but to put on Christ. Yet, as we put on a watch that soon seems like it will do much of our thinking for us, it's easy to believe that we are exercising more control over the previously uncontrolled variables in our lives. But the answer to our issues isn't more technology. It's more surrender. Because ultimately, our salvation... Our life for eternity is not based on living a few more minutes, hours, days, months, or years in this world, but how we live them. And the best how is not with technology that monitors our every breath, but in close, ongoing contact with Jesus who gave us breath. The heart monitor we need is not a watch, but Jesus reigning in our hearts. We don't need a watch to send a signal when we fall, Whether that fall be physical, emotional, or spiritual, we need Jesus in his love and mercy to raise us up again. 
We don't need a timer to tell us how long we have been washing our hands. We need the Holy Spirit to help us find ways to spend our time washing the feet of others. And we don't need some external measuring device to tell the length of our stride as we run. What we need is an internal spiritual device to increase the length of time we spend on our knees before the Blessed Sacrament. In the first letter of St. Peter, we read, The Lord does not delay. Rather, he shows generous patience, since he wants none of us to perish, but all to come to repentance. If this is so, is there a better way to spend this time than climbing the Lord's mountain with Jesus himself as our guide, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths? For it is only having done so that when the time comes, we will truly be ready to go rejoicing into the house of the Lord. For questions or comments on this homily, write to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.